Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Evolve Your Life podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Premium Jane CBD. All Premium Jane CBD products are grown from organic industrial hemp strains in the fertile soil of rural Oregon, and they are legal to ship in all 50 states given the verified THC content of less than 0.2%. CBD can help treat anxiety, mild to moderate chronic pain, insomnia, and other sleep issues, migraine headaches, depression, and simple day-to-day stress. For more severe disorders such as cancer, multiple cirrhosis, epilepsy, Alzheimer's disease, etc., most would recommend a medical cannabis tincture that has a more potent level of THC. But for those who either live in a state where that is not legal or that's not really your thing, I highly recommend taking CBD, honestly, on a consistent basis. And that's where Premium Jane has changed the game for me. I used to take CBD and it didn't have any flavor and I hated the taste of it, so I didn't take it consistently. Premium Jane has changed that for me because their tinctures are amazing and they taste incredible. My favorite is the citrus flavor. It literally tastes like Starburst, but then they also have it in a pill form and in a gummy form for those who don't really like putting the oil in their mouth. But if you suffer from anything like anxiety, headaches, depression, insomnia, pain, things like that, CBD could be the answer for you. And Premium Jane was kind enough to give me my own discount code. So you can head to the Premium Jane website, which is in the show notes, and use code Gabby at checkout for 15% off your CBD purchase. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the Evolve Your Life podcast. I have Monica Byron here. Um, I feel like we've been following each other on social media for a while now, kind of just going back and forth. You would always comment on my stuff. And when people are consistent and like, they're like always supporting me, this is like pro tip if you want me to follow you. Um, (laughs) But if you're, if you are, if you're consistent and you like are giving, not just like spam comments, like you're actually like, I can tell you're engaging with my content. You really care. Like messaging me. Like I usually will invest in your life too, because it's kind of a two way street. Like if you're investing in me and it's good and it's productive, I want to invest in you. So Monica is definitely that way. Like I just noticed you comment a lot of my stuff. And so I was like, who is this girl? And I did my creep in and I was like, wow, she has, we have very similar messages, similar mindsets. And so I clicked the follow button and we've kind of just been following each other ever since. So we finally connected. She has a podcast. I have a podcast. So we're going to do an interview here where I'm going to interview her. And then you guys can head over to her podcast, which is, the positive positivity looks good on you. Is that positive correct? Looks good on you. Yeah. Po- positive looks good on you. I love yeah. that positive looks good on you podcast, which is like so cute. Um, so you can go listen to her interviewing me on that podcast. I'll link it and everything below, so you guys can kind of see both parts. But without further ado, welcome to the podcast. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and just give them the full rundown of who Monica is. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I, when I first, same, when I first like started following you, I was like, oh my gosh, Gabby and I have, you know, kind of the same mindset. It seems like kind of the same struggles in the past and just how our life has evolved, like your, mm-hmm. <laughs> the name of your podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm the same. I like to, you know, support others who are trying to get the same message out um, and not fall for like the quick fix type accounts, um, you know, and I think it's so easy to fall into, you know, the girls who seem to have the perfect bodies and the perfect fitness routines and the girls on the beach and bikinis. And um, we can kind of get lost in that. So I really try to find accounts like yours that are, you know, like the photos are aesthetically pleasing. So people will look, but at the same time, like if you read a couple of words of the caption, you're like, wow, this girl is really down to earth. She's really real. Um, So I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Um, Yes, I'm Monica. I grew up in upstate New York. I now live in Jacksonville, Florida. I lived in South Florida originally. Um, I'm a paralegal by day and like a health fitness coach um, by nights and weekends, basically. Um, Soon to be wife, which is a weird thing to kind of say, and stepmom. And yeah, I just, I really have a passion for helping women like find a healthy lifestyle and most of that like comes through weight loss because it seems like the only thing 
women think they want is weight loss. Mm -hmm. They just want to lose that 10 or 20 pounds. They just want to feel good in that pair of jeans. They just want to feel comfortable when they look in the mirror. Um, But the only way that we can kind of get that across is through weight loss, because like we are helping with the mindset and all of that comes with it. But even for me, if you told me like five years ago, I want to like help you with your mindset. I want to help you like feel confident. I would be like, I just want to lose weight. Like, exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know, so um, I basically, I just try to help women simplify weight loss, um, that, which is more of a healthy lifestyle instead of focusing on diets because I struggled Gosh, like ever since I can remember really, um, like comparing myself to others, whether it was it, like my classmates or in sports, cause I was always active growing up. And as I got older, I would compare myself to every other girl on the team. I feel like it kind of would start with their athletic performance and then it would start like going into their outfits and their body and you know like she just looks better than me and why can't I be that good why can't I look that good um and I it's so funny like looking back now it's hard for me to like pinpoint like I don't think my mom like ever said anything like you know she was always very supportive of me I don't remember her like bashing her own body when I was growing up. So I really don't know where it came from. Um, Society and the media (laughs) and growing up in this social media driven world. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I just, like I said, as long as I can remember, I always just felt like I didn't look like other girls. Like I didn't look thin enough. I didn't look pretty enough, which made me feel that way, which I believe led to, always just wanting to be skinny. Like that was the word. Like that's what I always, I just wanted to be skinny. That's all I kept saying. Like I would get so mad looking in the mirror, weighing myself, you know? Um, so that went to diet after diet after diet. Um, I actually remember one of my earliest memories for like a real, real memory about my weight is in fifth grade. I think I was in fifth grade. It was like fourth or fifth grade, something like that. And we were having a soccer party at my house because I had a pool and all the girls were there from the team. Everybody was swimming and I didn't even want to get in my bathing suit. Oh my gosh. That's so young. Like that is... I remember sitting in a chair, just like in a t-shirt and shorts. And I, like all the girls thought that I like was getting my period. For the first time. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't, I just didn't want to be in a bathing suit around them. So like, I would rather, it sounds so crazy. And like, I want to, you know, cry, like thinking about that back then, because how, like a fifth, a fifth grader, like, what was I like 10 or something? And I, and I never, it's funny. I didn't like think about that and that being uh, like a big point in my life until mm-hmm. I got kind of to this side of it. It always, I feel, it's always a reflection. I feel like you, like even personally, like I never, I never really knew what my pinpoint was. And then it's like, once you're on the other side of it, you can really start to see like, Oh, this is where this came from. If you yeah. really start to actually do that personal development and that, like the hard work, like when you actually kind of sift through your past and it starts to like, you have these memories that you might have not even remembered before, but you're like, Oh my gosh, like I totally forgot about that. That really affected me, you know? Um, wow. That's, that's so young. Yeah. So I like, I guess at that, like I would rather at that point have them think that I was getting my period than like just me not wanting to be in a bathing suit, you know? Um, and I have a couple of memories of like boys when I was younger, like calling me like chubby or fat or whatever, but like, that's, you know, unfortunately just what happens when you're young. Um, so like I said, now that I look back, like I see those little points, like as I was growing up, you know, and then, um, obviously like I explained before, when I got into high school, it was more me just comparing myself to other girls on my teams. And that would also go into just normal everyday dress and wear and just not feeling good enough. Um, so 
in high school, I guess that's just when I started dieting. Like, cause your natural thought is, well, I don't look as, I don't think I look as good as them. So I must have to diet. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and back then, um, I, I, one of the biggest things was low fat or no fat foods. Like that was all the craze. So I, um, I, I feel bad now, like for my mom, cause I would be like, I, we can't have anything with fat in it. Like it has to be low fat or reduced fat or no fat, like everything in the house, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, even in high school, I wouldn't eat like pizza, brownies or cookies at any like high school dance or sports party or birthday party or anything like I just got it in my head you know that those were the quote-unquote bad foods and those Mm -hmm. were the foods that were making me fat so I couldn't eat them and I don't know how I had such a strong mindset to not eat them like (laughs) in high school but I just I wouldn't and then one like if I let myself do it one time I couldn't stop Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah. and obviously that's what kept the cycle going because it was like, if I let myself have a cookie, then it was five, six, seven until I wanted to get sick. Mm-hmm. And then it was back to, okay, those are bad food. I can't eat it. Like that, you know, so mm-hmm. it was always that sort of cycle. And, um, yeah, then, so it was like low fat and not letting myself eating those foods. And then it became like low carb carbs were the devil, you know? Um, and back then I didn't know really anything about carbs. I thought carbs were just bread. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know, you know, that it was fruits and vegetables and all that stuff. Um, and actually when I was in high school, this is another kind of silly thing. I literally thought that carbs just meant bread. So when we had away games, <laughs> uh, when we had away games, we would play, we had a couple teams that we would play that were like over an hour away. So we had to like pack our own snacks, you know, yeah. and I would make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on graham crackers because I thought that it was better than being on bread. Oh my <laughs> God. That's and, so funny. It's like the epitome of just like just it's just you're so naive when you're younger and but you think it's so sad because you think you're doing the right thing yeah. like you truly think you're just being healthy like yeah. that's where like I like I I I played soccer as well like exact same like kind of situation and like I really thought I was just being healthy I'm like no I'm just the healthy one like yeah exactly and I didn't yeah I put them in my little Ziploc bags and I didn't like you know it didn't matter how many I had or how much jelly was on it or like it was just like well I'm cutting carbs because it's graham crackers and not bread like I so yeah I did things um like that as well um I didn't know any better you know and I didn't Mm -hmm. have anybody like back then like Instagram and stuff like wasn't a thing yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also kind of did it in silence though. Like I didn't, you know, tell my friends that I felt that way. I didn't tell them like, Oh, look at me. I, like I have a graham cracker PB and J. Um, and also then when I thought that fat was like what was making me fat, I asked my lunch ladies to take off the peanut butter of the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches so I would just eat jelly and bread. Like it was very, it was like a back and forth between mm-hmm. like no fat or no carbs. Mm-hmm. And so they told me, they were like, well, legally we can't do that for you. Like we have to serve you peanut butter, but they would put it in a little dish on the side for me. And then I would just eat the jelly and the bread because I thought peanut butter was making me fat. <laughs> oh my gosh. It just shows. Yeah. It really does. It does just show like, I'm, cause I'm even thinking back to like instances in my past too. And it's, it's hilarious how, how naive we were and just how uneducated. And I think, but, there, but there's also like, there's a fine line between like, cause when you do educate kids from a young age on like these things, they can take advantage of it and like mm-hmm. then restrict and, yeah. okay, well, I now I know now, I now know what calories are, so I'm going to eat less of them. Whereas, yeah. but then there's, there's two sides to it. Cause it's like, if you don't know, you can do stuff like that and almost yeah unintentionally be disordered. So I think there's just, there's a beauty and I I hope when I'm older and I have children and stuff, I can really teach them, like educate them so they know and they can practice portion control and having good carbs and proteins and fats and all those things. And just so they know, but like really just preaching. And this is for all parents or moms out there that are listening and just even kids my age, I'm only 23. (laughs) Um, Just like really, really not harping on like 
counting it yourself and making a big deal out of it for you because your kids mm-hmm. look up to you. Like they yeah. really do. And, and especially like making sure the stuff that they're looking in social media, like what are they reading? Are they actually reading factual things? Cause I mean, when I was going through my very similar thing, my thing was Pinterest. And I really, mm-hmm. I, I thought Pinterest was like, like a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is, this is like, it's all true. Like, and so if if I saw eat 1200 calories and only eat vegetables and you can only have like so many carbs, whatever, I thought that that was like the end all be all. And that was the only way. And that was the right thing to do. And then it it was so naive because I truly thought like deep in my heart that I was very educated and that I knew so much and that I, and then I wanted to share that knowledge and I wanted, and then I taught, taught other people that. And so it's just this, scary cycle. So I think, I think the key here is preventative education. Um, and just like having open, honest conversations with kids, like, Hey, we're going to teach you this, but also know that like this, it's like knowledge is a tool and it's, it's very powerful and use it at your own risk. And just so you, now, you know, like, this is what food looks like. And this is like nutrition, almost make it more science-based than like Mm -hmm. weight loss based, you know? Yeah, for sure. And they, they, watch you um because I have like we have my soon-to-be stepson um like 50% of the time and he's seven now Mm -hmm. and he will ask me like he within the last year he started to ask me like when I give him things like what's healthier like on his plate you know and I don't not that I don't give him a choice, but like he knows with like every meal, either at breakfast, like he'll have kind of like his main thing, but like he has to have a fruit with it. So Mm -hmm. I'll be like, do you want strawberries or a banana, you know? Um, And like same with lunch. And then at dinner, there's always a vegetable involved, Mm -hmm. like no matter what. And so he doesn't really get a choice. Like he at least has to try it and eat it. Like, I mean, we don't force him, but he also now like his fit, he's seven and his favorite pizza is like spinach and pesto Mm -hmm. with cheese, you know, like just because, and we like my fiance and I will kind of get like excited about food and just like, we don't talk bad about food, you know? Mm -hmm. So it just kind of shows him. And I started to, um, like throughout my journey, when I started realizing, you know, there's no good or bad food. Um, like food is all just food and it's energy. Um, there's just more nutrient dense foods and then more foods that you just kind of want to eat to eat because you crave it. (laughs) Um, and that's like basically their only purpose (laughs) is to like settle that craving, you know, that Mm -hmm. foods do we just like. So I try to be very careful even when he asks me questions like what's bad or what's healthier or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I just, in my answers, I just try to tell him, you know, in a way that he can understand it's all food, but this is healthier than that. And like, we don't go out to eat that much. Um, especially with him and he always asks like, why don't we go out to eat? And we're like, well, we can control like what's in our food more when we eat at home. Like we know what we're getting besides like the financial factor, like it's much cheaper, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but we just like to sit down and like have a meal. Like it's a thing for us. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, no, no phones at the table. We talk about our days. Like we ask him a lot about school. It's like, it's, more of being intentional. Yeah. I was just going to say very mindful. Yeah. And I learned throughout my whole process of weight loss and everything and more of the mindset, you know, a big part of it is just being mindful because now, like we were saying earlier, like when you're on this side of it, you realize before how you just ate because other people were eating or like you're at a party and there's food out. So you're just eating. Um, or, you know, like you're just not mindful or like it's noon, I got to eat lunch. You know, we don't think about eating. Like we, it's weird to say we don't think about eating because at one point it was all that was on my mind was food. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I eating today? I shouldn't eat that. I should eat this. You know, it was that battle, but at the same time, we weren't thinking about how, what we were consuming would affect us mentally and physically, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So once I made the shift to asking myself, and I do this with a lot of things, like before I make a decision, I just ask myself, how is this going to make me feel? 
So that could be, and I just actually put this on my Instagram stories the other morning because I, I've started waking up at 4.45 in the morning and doing workouts in the morning before work. I used to be like such a night person mm -hmm. and I recently like, switched that. And most of the time I can just like get right up and go. But the other morning was one of those mornings where I like every fiber in my being, I just wanted to stay in bed, you know? So I just asked myself, how am I going to feel later today if I work out versus if I don't work out? Because really it's not about the physical, like really that much anymore mm -hmm. for me. It's about the mental. And obviously there's times you need to rest and there's times you need to take breaks and all of that. And I struggle more with that aspect mentally, like when I should take a break, like I know mm -hmm. I should take a break, but in that moment, I just, I'm like, I'm going to feel better when I go to work and throughout the day, if I, if I work out this morning, mm -hmm. so I just get up and I do it. And I started to do the same thing with food because it was diet after diet after diet. And then it kind of went into eating quote unquote clean Monday through Thursday. And then Friday through Sunday, I ate like I was a garbage can because I restricted so much during the week. And it was that cycle over and over it was my and entire over. college yes my freshman through junior year and I thought it was good too like I was promoting yeah. it as healthy like yeah, apologies to anyone listening who's been following me for a long time they're like yeah Gabby I remember that like I literally would I remember I would promote and teach people to be like keep it like really good and clean like Monday through Friday and then like have a cheat meal on the weekend and that's balance like no 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 what happens on <laughs> Wednesday when you want a fucking brownie and you're like really craving it and you hold off and you hold off and then when Friday comes and you go out for drinks and then you have a whole pan of brownies when you get home whereas if you just would have had that one dang brownie on Wednesday you wouldn't be then feeling like you have to binge eat on the weekends it's like yeah. it is a vicious cycle like to get yourself into of like I need to eat clean throughout the week and then like save it for the weekend like yeah. no 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 like you need to literally just listen to your body and eat whatever the hell you want like in that moment um yeah. and like like you said i love what you were saying about like thinking about um what's like what's going to make me feel the best cuz i was even thinking in that moment when you were like it was really early and you were like i i don't i don't want to get out of bed yeah. also in that moment if you would have asked yourself like what is the best like the healthiest and the best thing for my body what's like exactly. that also could have been like i actually need a break like i really mm -hmm. do want to sleep in right now i actually do think that this is going to make me feel better later that could have been the answer too you yeah. know and so it that's where it's just you kind of have to get honest with yourself and that's almost a really hard thing when you are in a disordered place because you think you're being honest with yourself and you think you're doing the right thing but it's actually your disordered eating or patterns kind of taking over yeah. Um, so that's where I think when you, when you finally get to that place of like, just true, like freedom and just not, not, not caring, but just not, it's like either way, it's not going to end the world because yeah. it doesn't, it's, it's not the end all be all for you. Yeah. Um, I think that's when you can then make the like true decisions that you need to in those moments, because you've been on both sides of the spectrum and you know, what's best for you mentally, physically, emotionally in that moment, you know? Yeah. And I think too, when it's more of just, you realize it's a healthy lifestyle and you're not just trying to lose X amount of weight or be X amount of pounds. Like in that mindset, we think there's an end, mm -hmm. you know, we think there's a mean to it. It's an like, end. I have to go to the gym this morning. Yes. If I don't go, I'm going to go up a pound on the scale. And it's like that fear mindset of like, yeah. holy shit, no, 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 I need to go. And it's all the reason your reason for going is like, you're scared. You're scared yeah. to not go. Whereas mm -hmm. now it's like, I'm scared to not go for my mind. Like, yeah, I wanna, exactly. I, I, like, I don't know how the work day is going to affect me if I don't exactly. Um, so it's almost just like asking yourself, like, what's your why? And I, I very much have encouraged my clients and done this myself recently is just like taking the stress off aesthetics and not going to the gym for any aesthetic reasons mm -hmm. besides like like so funny that normally like in the past when I had like pro issues with all of this like I would be like oh like I need to do a leg day like I need to like my legs are looking yeah jelly I need to tone them <laughs> up I need to do so I want to grow my booty like that would be my reason for wanting to like whatever but yesterday I was like it's like my legs are tight like my joints <laughs> are tight like I've been playing a lot of tennis with my boyfriend and I'm like I want to be stronger I want to be faster like it's like that is my reasoning why it's not yeah. because they look a certain way you know it's like yeah. for the actual mechanics and the health and I want to I want to have strong joints I want to have a healthy body not just I want to have an aesthetic body you know 
Yeah. Um, and that's a hard place to get to. It's, it's, it and I still struggle with it. Like I can sit here and be like, obvi- like, obviously I think it is naive to say that we're going to live in a world where aesthetics don't ever matter. Um, I think that there's like a fine line, like, yes, body positivity, love yourself, embrace all everything. But at the same time, like, it's okay to want to look good. It's okay when and whatever look good means for you, like for and it's very much changed. I think that's a big thing too. like, what I used to qualify as like looking good. I can show you the picture on Pinterest (laughs) that I used to have as my background, like it was my goal bod. And now my idea because I've had this more free and like just not as it's not so placed on aesthetics. Um, and I know what my body can do and I've, I've, I've tried to get there and I know what it would take to get to that spot. So what I've created in my head is like what looks good and what feels good is very different from what it was in the past. So I think that like, it's okay in this world of food freedom and body positivity also know that like, it's okay to want to like feel good and look good and to maybe lose a little bit of weight, but your reasoning should not be for those aesthetics or even to look at it. it should be, I want to feel good. I want to be healthy. I want to live past 70 years old. I want to be here for my grandchildren. I want to be able to run and dance and play when I'm in my late sixties and seventies. You know, it's like, those are your reasons why. And I think that, I think that's where hopefully that's where we're getting to slowly, but surely. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I even sometimes I struggle myself um, of how to relay that message um, to my own followers because I promote an overall healthy lifestyle. And obviously, like you were just saying, healthy looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And if you want to lose weight and know that losing weight is what's healthy for you, if you're in that spot, like, you know, you need to lose some weight to be healthy, then let's go with it. Like, let's help you get there. Mm -hmm. But there's also people who are at a completely fine weight, a healthy weight for their size, their body, their lifestyle, but they have the body image issues and they think Mm -hmm. that they need to lose the 10 or 20 pounds, you Mm -hmm. know? So there's so much of that unpacking. And I agree so much with what you just said, like, yeah, maybe you do need to lose some weight and we, we need to support that and not just be like, oh, you need to feel beautiful in your skin, like, because you do, but we think that we can't, we think there can't be a messy gray area. We think it's black or white Mm -hmm. and we're told like either whichever kind of movement you follow, it's like, you know, just feel good in your skin. It's easy. You know, you can look good and feel good, but then there's the other, you know, no, you need to lose the weight. Like this is how you do it. You, so it is, there's like that, that middle that I I think like, and I think that middle is health because when I'm I'm sitting here thinking like, yes, you can have a 120 pound female and who's like a good, that's a good healthy weight for her or whatever, but she could be eating like shit. She Mm -hmm. could be eating terrible. She could be a smoker. She could be not active. And that girl is not healthy. You can have a 180 pound female who, yeah, she's a little bit overweight, like technically BMI for her size, but she eats healthy. She works out. She feels good that girl is so much healthier than this other girl. And like, that's where I think that gray area, it's like, you have to realize like telling that girl she needs to lose weight to be healthy is like, that's not fair. It's like, you need to actually take weight out of it and be like, how about we look at your healthy habits and how about we look at like, don't even think about the weight part of it and like the fat part of it. Think about, let's look at your habits, whatnot. And then the weight loss will just be a a side benefit. Like that's exactly a factor of it, you know, but yeah. that's not the end goal. And that's not yeah. what's going to make you healthier. It's the habits that's going to make you healthier because maybe the 120 pound female, she actually needs to gain weight to be healthier. She needs to be eating more carbs. She needs to be eating more regularly. She needs to be doing this, but also like then, and then there's the whole other side of it is like, okay, well maybe that's what's healthy for you, but maybe for her, what works and what feels good is, yeah is that maybe she's a nurse, a night nurse, and she can't eat regularly and she can't have the, it's like, there's so many factors for every single person. It's like, you can't tell someone what's healthy for them because only they know. And also that changes like what's healthy for them at one stage in their life could be completely different at a different stage in their life. And I think because health is not just food and fitness, health is mental. It is emotional. It is 
your relationships, it's social. There's so many factors to health that change and pivot and shift throughout life. And it's like, we have to realize that it's always changing. It's not, like you said, it's not black and white. It is very gray. And it's almost like it's for you to figure out and to be freaking honest with yourself as like, take away weight, take away the aesthetics, take away everything. How do I freaking feel? Not just in my skin. How do I literally feel? And then you can move forward and then you can decide like what's good for you because what might be good for you might be totally different to someone else. And I think that's where like social media plays in comparing yourself to others plays in. Like you see, you see me on social media, like eating pizza and cookie, like literally last night I had blaze and like eight cookies <laughs> for dinner and I have abs in the morning and you're like, why can't I do that? And it's yeah. like, we have different genetics. We have different body types, but that's where you have to stop comparing yourself and realize like, okay, what works for me might not work for someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a very, like you said, I know you said like, I struggle to talk about this and to kind of figure it out because it is, it's messy and it's hard, but that's where I think the one-on-one aspect of like coaching and working with people, it's hard to relay that message to a, a platform of people because yeah. there's so many different people reading and you don't want to someone who like these different types of people to be listening in a different way and possibly offend like one. Exactly. So that's where the whole one-on-one coaching can really be helpful because you can actually sit down and like get to the bottom of like, like you said, unpacking, not just the physical and the nutrition, but unpacking the emotional and where have you been in your past and what's your mental health look like and what are your relationships like and looking at these different aspects of health, fixing all of that. And then I guarantee you, it's like the weight side of it will just fall into place. It's like, you won't even have to touch it. Yeah, it just happens. And it's so hard too. I was going to say when someone messages you, you know, like something about weight loss or nutrition and it's so hard for me because I always say like, well, it depends. And I don't just want to be like, well, I offer one-on-one coaching because I don't want to make it feel like I'm, I'm, I'm only trying to get money out of them or like do that sort of thing. Like I truly want to help you, but in order for me to really help you and not just give you a quick fix, like I need to spend time on the phone with you and talking Mm -hmm. to you and asking you these questions to unpack all of that uncomfortable stuff to even find our starting point, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, yeah, it's really like a fine line because we still, I mean, we all want the quick fixes. Like you and Mm -hmm. I still want a quick fix for things, Mm -hmm. but we know that it's not real. So we continue to do the work every single minute of every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the difference. Like, and when I started, so it was like in 2015, I, I don't know, like when exactly in 2015 I just know because of what was going on in my life but I at that point was so tired of dieting over and over and over and cutting out this and cutting out that and still like crying every single time that I got on the scale I just said to myself I was like Monica this is your size this is your weight you have been struggling with this now for over 10 or 15 years just accept except that this is going to be your size. Like Mm -hmm. I had that conversation in my head and it was almost just like a relief because after that I actually started eating foods. And that's also, it's funny because that's like when I met my now fiance, like back then. And I don't know if all of this, like, it almost sounds weird because you know how everyone says like, you need to love yourself before someone else can love you sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I believe that. But for me, like him, like loving me at the size that I was at when I was so unhappy. I think that it also taught me that someone could love me when I didn't love myself 100%. Mm -hmm. And like, since then I have grown so much and like, I've been on my own personal journey. Like it doesn't really have anything to do with him or what he Mm -hmm. thinks or anything of that sort, but like to show me that at that size, I was accepted and loved by someone else, even Mm -hmm. though I didn't love myself. Like I just, yeah, I just told myself, like, I'm just done dieting. And whatever that means, it means because I couldn't be in that place anymore of diet and struggle, diet and struggle, because I was just like, well, what's on the other side? Mm-hmm. If I just stop dieting, what happens? Mm-hmm. You know? So I actually kind of started working out like a little bit less. And another huge part of my story that we don't need to go into, but like, I thought cardio was the king of all kings. Mm -hmm. Like I barely, you know, like, I mean, I lifted 
a little bit here and there, but it was like, I would spend 45 minutes on the elliptical. And if I didn't spend 45 minutes on the elliptical in my mind, I didn't have a workout. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I remember in high school, like I had, asked for an elliptical for one of my birthdays. So we have like a little kind of mini home gym and I would be on the elliptical watching like an entire world cup game. Mm-hmm. Which would be like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be like doing my thing, like thinking that I'm healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I would go like, just eat like not, you know, like eat, eat as little as I could. And, um, yeah. So anyway, it was just that I just said to myself, like, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Like I can't mm-hmm. do the diets anymore. And that's where I slowly, slowly, slowly started letting myself just eat. And then I would realize, oh, if I eat this, I don't crave it. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and there's mess ups along the way. Like you still eat the whole tub of ice cream sometimes, but you just, the more that you do that, the more that you realize it's okay. Like, mm-hmm we have the rest of our life. Like we were saying before, it's not to lose that 10 or 20 pounds. It's not to get to that certain weight. I I don't even know what I weigh now. Like I don't have Mm -hmm. a scale anymore. I don't, you know, like I only weigh myself like when I go to the doctor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, and, uh, it it can still be hard. Like if Mm -hmm. you see that number and you feel so good and you're like, Oh, like I still, I still weigh that, like, yeah. you know, but it's it, like, it's the mental side where you're like, but I feel good. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And it's so funny it. how that one number can like determine your entire day. And it's just like, it's so silly. Like it's so unnecessary, especially when like, like you said, you could wake up in the morning and feel amazing and be like, damn, like I feel so good. And you step on this machine that suddenly <laughs> tells you, actually, no, you don't feel good. And it's like, yeah. wait, but nothing between before I stepped on and after I stepped on has changed. Nothing has yeah. changed except for a number on a machine that like literally could, if it just would have been two numbers smaller, mm-hmm. it, you would have had a be- the best day ever. You know, it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> like it just, yeah. it, it, it's so crazy. Like it is, it is crazy, but also at the same time, like I totally understand it because I was there. Like I get it. Yeah. But also it's so funny because the further I get away from it and like the, fir- like the, the fir- like the more time that goes on and I'm in this better headspace, it's like the more foreign it sounds. And it's, it's almost harder for me to sympathize with people. I'm like, what? Like yes. think that way. Yes. And, I, and it's hard, especially in the position I'm in. Like I have to, I have to sympathize with people and I have to understand and listen, but it's, it is sometimes like, that's why I actually like within the next year, I don't want to be coaching anymore because it's becoming really mentally taxing and it's taking me back to places that like, sometimes I don't want to go. Like, I'm like, that's a part of my life. I've zipped up closed and now I'm moving on and there's bigger, better things that I want to do. And cause it can be difficult to like put yourself in, in that headspace again to sympathize with those people. So total sidebar, but um, I know I was, I'm so glad you said that because literally like 10 minutes before we jumped on here, I was saying to my fiance, I was like, I kind of almost feel like I'm going to struggle finding words because like I was there before and I was in the thick of it and I've been through it. But now that I'm on this side and I know how good it is, I almost can't relate. Like I Mm -hmm. I can relate. Like I was there. I lived it. I've Mm -hmm. been there, but getting through it and being here, like everything you just said, just a thousand percent is. Yeah. And I think, but I think even in us saying that for the girls listening that maybe are struggling and they're like, well, that's really cool. Like, I wish I could get there. Like, it must be nice. (laughs) Exactly. It should show you that like it, like these people that are recovering and are kind of getting to the other side and like loving themselves, whatever, like it's so real. And like the it's, it is so possible and it, it can happen if you do all the things we literally just talked about for the past 30 minutes, like just like letting go of the diets, stop the restricting, stop the weighing yourself, like just literally let go of all of the things that you think are healthy and relearn what health means to you. And that might look completely different from what you've been educated on and what you might have felt is quote unquote healthy, but like sometimes Oreos are healthy. Sometimes pizza for dinner is healthy. Sometimes, sometimes it is vegetables and like, like a a salad and whatever, but it just like, that's for you to decide because food freedom looks so different for every single person. And like some people, it, it just, yeah, it does. It looks very, very different for every single person. And it's for you to decide and for you to be honest with yourself about, because if not, if you just keep trying to replicate what other people are doing, like you've done that. And that's kind of what got you here. I know that's what got me there. Cause I was looking up to the 
not going to name names, but the social media influencers who were in the bikini competing world, like mm-hmm. in the, the past couple of years, like I was looking up to them. I was watching their full day of eatings. I was watching their, their videos and I was yeah. replicating it and it caused me to be more disordered. So like, stop trying to replicate what someone else is doing. Stop trying to ask what other people are eating and figure out what works for you. Because I think that's where people it's, yeah, it's scary. It's hard. It's the longer route, but it is the sustainable. It's the right answer. It's the one that's going to stick for you because that's what's so wrong with diets. It's like, why would you have someone else tell you exactly what you should be eating and what's right for you when they have never lived a day in your body, you know? So, um, it's difficult. It's very, very difficult. There's like, there's completely two right sides to it. Like, it's like, I see both sides and it's like, you just have to find a way to take pieces and parts from like the health field and then take pieces and parts from like the self-love body positivity side of it and mesh it and find your balance. And some people might be more towards one side. Some people might be towards another. That's something I've had to really, I think, come to terms with because I kind of was all fitness and then I went all like anti-fitness and I was kind of like, F this, like they're disordered. Like I can tell from looking at their picture or their, the way they're talking, like they're in a disordered place. But like, who am I to say that? That might be their version of healthy or that might be, maybe they are a little bit disordered and they don't know it yet, but that's where they're at in their journey. And who am I to judge that? And it's like, all I need to do is focus on myself, yeah. my relationship with the gym and with food and hope that me focusing on me can then inspire others to focus on their journey as well. Cause it can be difficult. It can be very yeah, difficult. And to know too, if, if you are struggling and it seems like listening to us is like never going to happen in your life, like first of all, it can and it will if you want it to, but also know that like we were saying before, when you focus on the big picture and your whole entire life, you understand that every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. Every time that you're about to eat is a new chance for you to make a choice to make yourself feel good. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, just getting to that one point. It's, it's a daily, like it's just daily habits and the daily work that you put in and just knowing that it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. It's not, there's no, there's no, you know, I can't stand these, you know, people on social media that are like, join my group. You'll lose 12 pounds in two weeks. (laughs) Like, first of all, you can't guarantee that for anyone. Second of all, if that happens, you're not going to, that's not life. Like you're not going to sustain it. You're going to gain that 12 pounds or more back. Like, Mm -hmm. but again, we're so, we want that quick fix. So it's so much easier to go to that person and, you know, do whatever group they're doing or whatever challenge they're doing. And it's, and that's why I only really want to work with people who are ready to put in the work. And they're just like, I need a lifestyle change. I'll do whatever you say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just want to be healthy. Like, you know, so it is really, it's, it's tough. And that's why, like we've been saying the whole time, like it's kind of hard to get our message across because Mm -hmm. if you're not ready and like just ready to feel good and not just want a certain weight, it's Mm -hmm. so, so, so hard. And one thing that I did want to say that I was thinking before, um, about not focusing on weight is for me. So I'm getting married in like just less than a year mm-hmm. and I wanted like a super long engagement. Um, cause I didn't want to stress about the planning cause that was my number one thing is like, I do I just don't want to stress about it. Like I want it to be yeah. fun and you know, like really it's just another day. It's just bringing our families together. That's literally like whenever that happens, it's exactly what I want to like no stress. <laughs> like, yeah. And so many people are like, they have this vision in their wedding dress and they want to lose X amount of weight to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, they think they're going to feel the prettiest and they'll like go so hard for like six months or four months or whatever it is before the wedding. And I honestly am like, I just want to feel the best that I've ever felt that day and we're doing a destination wedding so like I I say in my mind that week because I'm like gonna be in my bathing suit around like all these people so like even like I I don't care how I look like as long as I can like walk out of my room every day in my bikini in front of like my family and friends and everybody who's there and just feel so good and Mm -hmm. not want to like cover up my stomach or like have a towel around me or like feel uncomfortable in any sense like that's my goal like, mm-hmm. and, and I know that I'm getting there. Like I, I, I just, because, you know, I struggled so long, like being in a bathing suit is, was like, 
the worst thought ever before, <laughs> you know, and like and, every time. And I, I bet too, a lot of it that you're doing now isn't even physical work. It's the mental yeah. work because oh, like yeah, exactly. you could step out, like you could literally step out today and look amazing, but it's like, do you, you could look literally quote unquote perfect and yeah. still feel like absolute crap. So it's like, yeah it's that mental work. Like the, the question, I think that's such a big topic with like getting ready for weddings and people wanting to whatever. It's like, you should be able to like one, you want to look like yourself. Like you don't want to look like this foreign person who, whatever, you don't want your first couple months of marriage to be you spiraling because you spent the past four months dieting and whatnot. Like you, it's like, you should be able to step out today, no matter what you look like and be confident and proud. And like, if you are confident that's what's going to make you feel good. And it doesn't matter if you have rolls or if you have cellulite or whatever, it's like, it's accepting who you are. And yeah, like you said, you should feel like yourself on your wedding day. You shouldn't feel like this random person. Sometimes when I post, like I want to use the hashtag, like sweating for the wedding, but I don't like, I haven't ever like used that Mm -hmm. one, but I, cause in my mind, I'm like, I don't like, I'm not doing it for the wedding. Like I'm not, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not, just that. And it's just, it's so funny how I, like, I just can't believe, and I'm sure same with you. Like, I just can't believe where my mindset is now because a couple of years ago, if you told me oh that gosh, I was yeah. married and not think about like being a certain weight or looking a certain way, I would think mm-hmm. you're absolutely out of your mind. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I just want to feel good. I, that's it. Like, I don't want to pick myself apart and like not one ounce of me on my wedding day wants to worry either. Also what other people are thinking about me. Mm -hmm. And that's a mindset shift that has nothing. Cause the thing is, again, you could sit here and lose 20 pounds and you could still a hundred percent, even more so worry are people, Mm -hmm. what people are thinking. So it's like to get there for anyone else listening that might be in the same situation to get there it has nothing to do with the weight you lose or how you literally, how you look, it's how you think because I'm about to release. So anyone listening to this, it will have already been released because this is being recorded after, but I just (laughs) released a podcast with um, Lindsay Tompkins. And we literally talked about this exactly like the lies that we, the stories that we create up in our heads and like how to confront them and how to silence them. And it was incredible, like literally (laughs) incredible. I suggest everybody like, Get, it, it was one of the best, like, even for me, I was like, this is like so gold. Like I, I even need this. Um, so yeah, we, we create lots of stories in our heads about what we think and what others think of us. And it's like, you don't want to have to worry about that, especially on such a special day. You just want to worry about enjoying it and being present. Cause I feel like so many people go through their wedding day and it's like, they literally are like, I don't even remember anything. It was like yeah. a blur. And it's like, what? Like you want yeah. it to be a blur? Like, no, like yeah. you want it to be this like special experience. Um, mm-hmm. and that can't happen if all you're thinking about is, does my arm look fat in this picture? Like, exactly. you know, it's like, I, yeah. Speaking of that. So obviously people like can't see, you might not even be able to see it, but I have mm-hmm. like, I think it's so normal for women, you know, like on the side of their arms to mm-hmm. kind of have like those red bump dot things, mm-hmm. whatever they are. So I have those and just maybe like two months ago now, I had this thought in my head because like when I, um, I notice when I work out, um, if I happen to look in the mirror, cause usually I don't look at like the backside of my arm in the mirror, but if I happen to, it's just more like predominant, like I can mm-hmm. see it more. So I was thinking one night I'm like, dang, I got to figure out like how to take care of that before the wedding. Like I don't want it in my pictures and stuff, but literally my next thought was no, Monica, you need to figure out a way to be okay with it because it's a part of your body and it literally has nothing to do. It's not like an unhealthy thing. Like it's just Mm -hmm. part of my skin. Like Mm -hmm. who cares if it's in my pictures? Like it's who I am, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I am just like, and then once I have those second thoughts, I'm like, dang, like in those moments, I get proud of myself that like, you can't really even tell anybody about because like not a lot of people would understand like Mm -hmm. what that means, you know, but I just like take a second to be proud of myself and be like, good job. Like, good job. (laughs) Yeah. Like mindset shift. It's like, those are the wins that it's like, that's so much, it's actually so much more rewarding to notice those than to notice like, like losing weight on a scale. Like those, like when you notice yourself thinking differently, like that is a forever change. Like you can literally lose weight, gain weight in a day. Whereas like when you make those mental shifts, like those are forever. And it's just so beautiful. It's amazing. 
Um, <laughs> before we end this one, I do want to ask you, because I ask everybody at the end of every podcast, what has evolved your life the most into what it is today? If you could put it to like one or two things, what has truly helped you evolve to the person you are today? Um, okay. So I kind of have two things. Um, that are completely different. (laughs) Um, One, I would say like to sum up a lot of what we've been talking about is honestly the aspect of food freedom and not thinking that there's good and bad foods. Um, Just having that realization um, because food is such a big part of our lives. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's around us every single day. We need it to live. Um, And to just have that mindset of, food is food and Mm -hmm. not, you know, be stressed about what I should restrict, what I should eat, what I shouldn't eat. And all of that has honestly just changed my life. And using that question to myself, how am I going to feel if I have X for lunch compared to if I have Y for lunch, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just that in itself has completely changed my life. Like food isn't that stressful anymore. Mm -hmm. It's really not like, yeah. And you that's know, like and the, it's such a crazy thing. So, you know, when you're in the thick of it, like that, that, that thought is like, how am I ever going to get there? How could, yeah. how could that ever happen? Yeah. You know, or going out or being in social situations or, you know, I'm sure you've been there before where like you've stressed so much. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what food's going to be at this party. Like, should I mm-hmm. eat before it? Should I, should I not? I probably shouldn't eat anything because what if mm-hmm. I eat everything? Like yeah. just all those thoughts that are so, so, so normal to have when you're going through the thick of it and just all those worries just around food. So just to not have that be a stressful thing in my life anymore and just know, knowing that I can handle it. Like if there is only pizza as an option, well, I'm either going to eat the pizza or I'm not, and I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it's, so I would say just the overall food freedom um, is one. And then the other one is honestly just like ha- being responsible and like raising a child that's not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like maybe some of your listeners can relate to that or if they're like a parent themselves, they definitely can relate to it. But it's just something that nobody can understand until you've been through it. And to know that like this little human is watching every move you make and mm-hmm watching you more than they're listening to you and just to see that evolve and like he's taught me so much about life like as I've taught him you know Mm -hmm. so it's just one of those like really cool really hard things parenting in general is hard like being a step parent is hard um but it's, it's so worth it just almost to connect. I mean, you could connect it almost to food freedom, like the mm-hmm. work you got to go through the work. Like you got to go through the struggle. Like not every day is rainbows and sunshine. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, hard, hard, hard things you got to go through, but just like the beauty of it all. And yeah. like knowing that I have like such a big part of this, like little boy's life mm-hmm. <laughs> it's changed me so much, you know, That's and things. So. I love that. I, and I'm sure so many people can relate to that. Cause yeah, I, I know there's so many moms out there that follow me and whatnot. So, um, I want to say thank you so much for sharing and opening up. I'm, I'm, I know because I know my audience, like so many people <laughs> relate to your story and like very much are sitting there like, yep, that was me. So, um, <laughs> thank you for being vulnerable. Make sure you guys go follow Monica. If you want to quickly shout out like where they can find you, I'm going to link everything so they can easily click it. But Um, if you just want to shout out like where the best place to find you would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I am Monica Rose Byron on Instagram, my podcast, um, that Gabby is going to be on (laughs) that you need to definitely listen to is the positive looks good on you podcast. Um, yeah, so I have that and I have my one-on-one coaching that i basically do everything kind of through Instagram and the podcast right now. Um, those are just the two big spaces that I Mm -hmm. am focusing on, you know, um, to just make a positive difference in people's lives. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, make sure to go give her a follow. She's incredible. She posts so much just good. It's like those people that you follow, like you're going to always get just knowledge and you're going to learn when you go to their page and feel better. You're always going to feel better when you, you you know, that's like my biggest thing. So, um, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you everybody for listening and I will chat with you guys in the next episode. 